Hi, I'm Maggie Dupree. I'm, I'm here in for the mayor. The mayor's here uh, via the, the phone. Hi, mayor. I'm here, Maggie. Here I am. <laughs> so are you, are you wanna, do you want to go over your reports first? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? So, so uh, welcome to the Mayor's Minutes. Thank you, Maggie, for guest hosting in my final hours with my right hand stitched to my hip. Um, so I want to tell the residents uh, on Friday my right hand gets um, disconnected, if I could say that, um, and I will be back in City Hall. Um, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Maggie, in person. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit today, a little bit today about the uh, the budget workshop and the budget hearings next week, and uh, some of the more salient points um, that we want to bring to the attention of the people in the city. So let's start, if we could, MCS with the uh, COVID chart, if we can. And so, um, you know, what you see, if 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 you're looking at what I'm looking at, I'm looking on Facebook, I'm not looking on TV. I see there's the chart I'm looking for. So we see um, slightly over 200 cases this week, which is an increase in the number of cases, um, excuse me, a decrease in the number of cases, but our actual rate went up. So I, I want to use this as a caution that, you know, uh, I don't know if citizens are following uh, the public health information that comes out, but there's a relative strain now of the Omicron that is attributed to the most significant rises. And we've seen, um, um, you know, significant increases in the schools as well in the last month or so, primarily staff, uh, but some students as well. So um, while I would like this thing to be over, it's not 100% over yet. Um, so uh, that's that. If we go to the next chart, which is uh, what's good, what's not so good, um, you know, some of this we repeat week after week. But let me just say this, um, you know, one of the best things is, you know, far less serious cases. So the positive news is no deaths and no hospitalizations recorded in the city of Methuen in the last week. And that's the, really the best news possible. Um, um, also, um, you know, uh, we are still hosting vaccination clinics. They're soon going to move from the loop. So effective the end of the month of May. We will no longer be doing the vaccination clicks at the loop, and we're going to move them to um, a different site. So watch for information on that if you're interested in a booster or anything along that line. Um, so let me look at the charts as I'm talking to you, too. Um, and then uh, what I see there is, um, you know, we do have the second boosters available, and that's no change in the last few weeks. Um, but anybody who's over 50, or those of any age who are immune compromised, you can get another booster. Uh, and the not so good, I'm not going to dwell on a lot, is that our vaccination rate uh, remains below the state level. So I think the, the news is largely good, um, you know, but we've still got to take care. So people are still getting it. And I can tell you, you know, we have employees for the city who are getting it. Um, so the virus is still out there. And thank God it's it appears to be less severe, uh, but we don't want anything more than that. And before I go on, I'm going to defer off a little bit, Maggie, uh, off the COVID charts for a minute. And I want to talk about um, I want to talk about what's what what happened yesterday in Texas. Um, Absolutely. My, my, I, I'm just sickened 
just sickened by what happened here. And so I say two things. You know, we need to put the pressure on our elected officials um, because we need more. We, we do, I do believe we need active background checks across the country. And um, there's no reason to not have that. I think 90 plus percent of the American citizens are for that. And um, I'm talking to you as somebody who has a license to carry and keeps a weapon, a hand weapon locked up in my house. Um, and I, I shoot regularly when I'm not sidelined with my hand, uh, target shoot. But I want to tell you, there's no reason to continue to put up with this kind of behavior. Um, so we need a, um, more effective background checks and we need that immediately. And the time for thoughts and prayers and well wishes with people are over. It's time to demand that from our elected officials. And the second piece I would say is that anybody who, who believes that mental illness is not a problem in this country and that has not been exacerbated by the pandemic, I'm just going to sit here and say to you, I can't envision why any 18-year-old would do what that individual did yesterday. Right? So clearly that individual needed help, and now you have the news media swarming over whether there were signs or whether you could see you know, that the individual needed help or not. Uh, and my point to you is we need to do more. And I would tell you that, you know, we've done more on the public school side to address the impact of the pandemic on the mental health of our students. Um, and I think, you know, we need to do more for our community at large as well. And that's a difficult challenge in these, you know, uh, fiscally difficult times, right? So, um, I ask you to to provide me you know, your support. Uh, join me in contacting your elected officials and just telling them this has to stop. Right? There's no need for this kind of continued slaughter to occur in this country, which I still say candidly, as I did last week, is the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right. No more uh, politicizing. Let's go to... Um, uh, 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 happier topic if we could for a minute so we're in the middle of Methuen restaurant week and um, you know I, I just want to appeal to the residents that we have uh, lots of res uh, restaurants across the city and we're going to go through some of them with the slides um, and talk about what the deals are but let me pause for a moment and say these these restaurants these small businesses they're the backbone of our community so, um, you know, we've got some deals across the city that I would delight in having you take advantage of. And we use the hashtag SaverMethuen. So hashtag SaverMethuen is our, our term for this week. And we've had um, um, lots of folks posting where they're going, whether it's the Irish Cottage or to Parabing or Savastano's or to Borelli's or to the Hickory Hill Golf Course or to uh, Merrimack Valley Sand Trap, all these places. Um, the mayor is extremely appreciative that you participate in this, and I'm asking you, the residents, to take advantage of some of these deals. So if we could, Carolyn, let's take a look at some of the deals. I know we've got slides. There's a lot of slides. But let's be patient here while I talk to you about some of these deals. Right? So there's the first one is the Save of Methuen Week head slide. Um, 
And so this one, I'm having a hard time reading it on my screen here. This is the Irish Cottage. The deal is $10 off any bill over $50 all week long, excluding your alcohol. Right? That's a great deal. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I've become a foodie later in life. I talked to this last week. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you when I go into the cottage, I love to have the uh, cottage pie. It's delicious. Uh, but the corned beef is terrific as well. So um, get in there. And don't forget that they do fabulous breakfasts as well, right? Especially on the weekends. Next one, Carolyn. Mine hasn't changed yet. I still see it. There we go. So Pika's, and a little birdie told me, Maggie, that uh, you might be going to lunch with uh, somebody else from City Hall tomorrow at Pika's. That's, that's what I, that's, yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So Pika's has got a great deal today and tomorrow. You buy one, get one, a BOGO. I love to say BOGO. Mm-hmm. Um, burger and fries. If you buy a burger and fries, you get a burger and fries. So uh, if you're alone, you've got to get a second person to go with you. Because two people will eat for the price of one. If you got two of you going, you got to get two friends to go so the two can, uh, four can eat for the price of two. Um, so that's really great. Um, and we're looking forward to that. That's today and tomorrow at Pika's, which is right up the street from the mayor's house. So wave as you go by. Um, and uh, make sure you take advantage of that and tell them. And, and do me a favor. You know, when you're in there tomorrow, Maggie, snap a pick. Okay. And throw it up on the... Um, City Methuen site and say saving Methuen. Because, like I said, these local businesses are the backbone of our community. Okay, next one. Next one is Yala, which has a, a I'm going to say this wrong, kind of a price fix. So, um, what I love at Yala is the uh, mixed grill. But you can do uh, a $40 dinner for two, which includes our choice of the appetizer, the entree and dessert, that's a great deal. In these inflationary environments, um, we really appreciate the support. And I'll say what I said last week, Ana Behebel Yala. Uh, that is, uh, Yala is pleasing to me, or I like Yala. Um, so Yala does a great job. Um, and I don't know if this is dining only. I can't read the chart. But, um, you know, if not, uh, try to do a takeout as well. Right, and they have good. I don't know if you like me, but if you love hummus tahini with the red onion and the Syrian bread, uh, Yala's a great place to go for that. Next one. Uh, this is in Sand Trap, uh, which has got a free appetizer dessert with the purchase of two entrees. Um, and I'm going to tell you. Um, you know, because because I eat out so much, um, the Sand Trap uh, has delicious steak tips. They've got delicious fried haddock on Fridays, but they've got uh, delicious steak tips. Um, I love to eat their Caesar salad with the steak tips. Their steak tips are second to none. So order any two entrees and get a free appetizer and dessert, and that's the 23rd through the 26th, right? So that would be ending close of business tomorrow. So thank you to Sand Trap. And by the way, they've got a great breakfast uh, cuisine as well. Next one. So Joyce said, Yellow is available dining and takeout. Thank you, Joyce. That's great. 
Next one is Bada Bing Bada Boom. My good friend John Vargas, who does so much for the community of Methuen, uh, buy one large cheese pizza, get a, a free small cheese pizza. So uh, feed the family, um, and you're you're you got difficult you know times making ends meet. That's a great deal, right? Because the large cheese and the small cheese can go a long way. Um, and while I'm talking about every restaurant, I hate to do this, but I'm going to talk about my favorite thing at, at uh, Bada Bing Bada Boom is either the, uh, the Vinny Bumbach sub or uh, the North End pizza, which is when it's done, when my friend John does it well, oh, I'm in heaven, right? So delicious pizza, buy a large cheese, get a free small cheese all week long. Uh, thank you, John, for all what you do, do for our community. Next one. So this is Borelli's, our good friend Don Spiriglio. Buy any large sub all week and get a free small soup or salad, right? And that's a great deal. Um, and so, so let me pause here. We had a guest on last week, uh, Jerry Schiavone, who's the moderator of Merrimack Valley Eats, and he helped me put together uh, this package for Saving Methuen Week. I called the restaurants. He did the graphics. Um, you know, uh, he went to Borelli's, I think it was yesterday, and showed a picture of a delicious, a delicious Italian. In fact, I called my good friend Don Smirigo and said, here I am with my hand uh, stuck to my uh, side, and today's special at Borelli's was uh, two hot dogs and a bag of chips. And if you know the mayor, you know the mayor loves hot dogs, right? So, um, Great soup at Borelli's. Um, if you're there on a Saturday, it's a little cold and rainy. Um, great uh, Italian wedding soup. He also makes fantastic corn chowder. Uh, but go in this week. I mentioned that you saw this. Uh, buy a large sub and get a free small soup or salad. And that's great. And thank you, Don, as well, for all that you do for the community. Keep going. Maggie, you're going to think you're just sitting there, you know, uh, waiting for things to, to get done. So this is Ellie's Farmhouse. So this is um, through tomorrow afternoon. Buy, buy one, get one half off. Um, and that's a great deal. Uh, Ellie's is, has a great combination of breakfast and lunch. Uh, it's been a hit to the community. It's a brand new business. Um, uh, owned and operated by um, a terrific gentleman. And uh, again, a small business that deserves our support. Um, and you can go in and get half off your breakfast and do a flight of mimosas or anything like that. Uh, so buy one breakfast or lunch entree and get a second of equal or lesser value for half off. So that's a good way to save um, through tomorrow. So if you're thinking about going for a brunch type um, and, you know, Ellie's, you can get breakfast uh, through the afternoon. Um, go up to Ellie's tomorrow. And mentioned that you saw the Save Methuen ads, um, and uh, they will appreciate it, right? And and you'll appreciate it when you get the bill because you'll have saved money and and given business to our our effective small business in the city. Next, you might say, why is the mayor taking all the time to go through um, all these one by one? <clears throat> because I believe these small businesses really deserve. Um, our, our time and efforts, right? Um, so 
Another one of my favorites, Fireside, up on Pelham Street. Um, effective parts of our community and, and really appreciate Tom and the family, all they do for us. A free soup with the purchase of an entree, um, dine-in only. And so that's all week with the exception of chowder. Um, and um, as many people at City Hall will tell you, you know, when I'm hard-pressed for lunch, uh, they make a meatball rice soup that's second to none, right? And I'm a big fan of um, their meatloaf and also their uh, club sandwiches, right? Really important part of our community, the fireside. Um, I'm thrilled to see the businesses back and, you know, people going in there regularly. Uh, but go in there and get uh, a, a free soup um, this week, excluding chowder, and um, tell Tom and the team that, you know, you saw it on Saving Bethune. Great people. Next one. All right, this is, I think, Hickory Hill Golf Course. Uh, so this is fr uh, Friday, May 27th. So there are half-price appetizers all day at Hickory Hill Golf Course. Um, and also, if you go up there and buy a breakfast, you get the second one of equal or lesser value for half off. All right? So another price savings, go there with a friend, have a breakfast. Uh, you buy two breakfasts, uh, the second one is going to be half off. And if you do any appetizers all day, those are half price all day long. And since I usually talk about, you know, what the mayor's favorite cuisine is, each of them, you're going to hear a really odd one here for um, uh, Hickory Hill. I love the Caesar salad that uh, Hickory Hill puts a, a turkey burger on top of it. Instead of sirloin tips like I do at Merrimack Valley, I think I got Caesar salad on the brain at the golf courses. So at, at Hickory Hill, uh, my favorite is the turkey burger that they do for me on top of a Caesar salad. Um, and that's where I first interviewed uh, Chief McNamara, believe it or not. Um, and I saw his face when I ate the turkey burger Caesar salad. And he was, uh, I think he was debating whether this was the right mayor uh, for him. But um, fortunately for all of us, uh, he made the decision to come to Bethune and we're, we're thrilled to have him. Next one. Uh, Jersey Mike is a cut of sub. Uh, buy a regular sub, get a sub free, and there's a coupon there for it, and that's all week. That's a great deal. Uh, Jersey Mike is a franchise, but it is not a corporate owned. It's owned by an individual who does the local business out of the loop. Um, and we're thrilled to have them participating. Um, and that's a great deal. So feed two people for the cost of one. Right? I can't think of a better deal than that. Uh, for the mayor, uh, I like the turkey and provolone at Jersey Mike's. Um, that's my favorite there. And I do love the Miss Vicky's chips as well, even though I probably shouldn't eat them. Next one. All right, this is our good friends at Mans. So Mans has a bunch of deals. I'm not going to read them all to you. They're listed there. They've got deals on breakfast sandwiches. I saw that the chairman of the city council went to Mans for a breakfast sandwich and got a breakfast sandwich for $3. Uh, that's one of the deals. 
They've got deals on their country lunches. Uh, their country lunches are second to none. Um, you know, since I talk about what the mayor's favorite is, uh, it's a, it's a toss up at man's. There's two of my favorites. I like the smash burgers and I like their chicken barbs and they're both delicious, but you've got salads, you've got quiche, you've got all those other kind of things. And they also stock, um, they make, uh, a diet root beer that the mayor absolutely loves. So, um, head on out to the, the barn, the ice cream stand. You can get apple crisp and ice cream for $4 and the barn's now open. So make sure you hit that up. Um, but uh, great things there. Um, the Fitzgerald family, I can't say enough positives about them. They do a ton of things for this community, um, and we love to support them, right? And so, you know, whether it's going in for pies or whatever, um, they've got outstanding pies. Uh, I never go in there without spending about $100, just because stuff is so good. And we go to Margarita's, which has a deal similar to the Irish Cottage. $10 off 50 or more, that's at the loop, uh, excludes the alcohol and dine-in only, and that's all week again, so great deal. Uh, if you're taking a couple people out to save some money off, um, so head on out to Margarita's and tell them you, you saw it on Methuen Restaurant Week, save a Methuen. Next. Uh, Miller's Tavern has a $40 dinner for two, uh, including an appetizer, uh, a few choices of main courses, and a dessert, right, which includes the fried dough bites. Uh, those fried dough bites are excellent. I'm going to give you a little surprise here. Miller's Tavern makes an excellent pizza. All right, you may not be thinking that when you go there. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of the short rib risotto. I love risotto. Um, but uh, I'm also a fan of their... Their nachos, uh, they've got outstanding nachos, and their pizza is is what I'd call a surprise feature, right? So uh, I, I ate it once that I was really craving pizza and was really surprised how good it was. So Miller's Tavern, again, out across from the loop, $40 dinner for two all week. All right, and we got Sevastanos, which is on Merrimack Street. Uh, and thanks to Paul Jensen for posting his picture yesterday at Sevastanos. They've got the Valley Favors Chicken Barb. And, you know, the Chicken Barb here means something different than it does in the rest of the country. You know, I'm so old, I think back to Joe's Bungalow, um, which I, I, I credit with the invention of it, but I also go back to the Tally Ho days when I used to go to Tally Ho and have their fabulous Chicken Barb. Um, so, uh, Sevastanos has recreated the famous chicken barb and you can get two for one all week long, uh, well worth it. So again, feed two people for the price of one great deal. And thank you to Sevastanos. TGI Friday. Uh, another $10 off 50, excluding alcohol and dining only. Um, I like the sizzling chicken and cheese. You can tell the mayor eats out too much because he knows the menus off the top of his head without talking about the restaurant. Um, all week long, um, that's a great deal, especially for groups. 
Uh, they've got great apps. Uh, they've got, you know, um, what's the, the fried green beans, if you will, um, with the wasabi sauce that you can dunk them in. Um, so fantastic uh, stuff for you to partake of and try to do it this week and, and throw them some business on a typically slower time is what we're, why we're doing this. And we've got uh, um, Mi Mexico Lindo, which is in the historic Red Cabin in the center of town um, today, uh, free queso. So if you're craving Mexican food, Mi Mexico Lindo has combination plates, uh, refried beans, um, tacos, flautas, you name it. Um, and you can get a free queso with uh, the chips to dip with it. Uh, and if you're like me, you can almost make a meal out of that queso, right? So head on in there today and get a free queso with any purchase. Um, and this doesn't say dine-in only, so I believe takeout applies as well. So uh, Mi Mexico Lindo, if you need a frame of reference, talk to my good friend Julie Brady, who is probably Mi Mexico Lindo's number one fan um, and, and eats there probably two or three times a week, right? Okay. Um, I think that's all of them that we, we had. Um, if we missed any of them, my apologies. Um, but they are listed on the city website uh, under a press release, all the deals, if you didn't get everything that we talked about here. Um, I really wanted to go through them all because, um, like I said, these small businesses and their owners, they're the backbone of our community. Coming out of the pandemic, they've had to endure a great struggle. Um, thank God most of the businesses have bounced back. Um, but this is an opportunity to show them. Uh, so this is one of the many things that we're going to do from a community development perspective. Um, you know, we're looking at a food truck festival in the very near future. Um, and so uh, go out to these businesses, whether it's John at Bada Bing or Don at, uh, you know, Borelli's or the Fitzgerald's at Mann's or Coley and team at the Irish Cottage or, uh, you know, Substanos, whoever. Uh, head on in this week. Take advantage of the deal. Um, you know we're in we're in a difficult you know pricing period where inflation has impacted all of us. Now, I'm not going to talk about the cost of fuel or oil or gas or or whatever, but you don't need me to tell you that those prices are through the roof, right? So take advantage of these deals and at the same time support our local small businesses, right? Okay. Um, and that takes us to, um, I got one more chart, I believe, before we go into a budget discussion with um, uh, my good friend, the capo, Maggie Dupre. And I'm looking at the chart that you guys are looking at, and that looks like me uh, probably about 50 pounds ago. <laughs> um, so we'll have to get a new picture for MCS. Um, all right, so we've got our Memorial Day Parade coming up, and I'm happy to tell you that um, I've talked to my surgeon and um, after my surgery Friday to detach my arm, it is my plan, God willing, to be in the Memorial Day Parade. Uh, I will not be able to walk the route, but I will drive in a car. And I could not be more excited than to get out. And the route appears to me to be a little bit longer this year. So it's Monday, May uh, 30th at 10 a.m. And 
you know, if you're like me, if you're a lifelong Methuen resident, you know how important this is, what, what an important event this is in the city's, um, you know, history. So come out and join us. Um, you know, I think uh, the deadline is passed if you wanted to get a group involved. But if not, you can call John Dowd and Tom Hargraves listed there at the bottom. Um, but come out and, you know, the weather is supposed to be spectacular. Uh, there are bands. Uh, but more importantly, remember the purpose of the day. The purpose of the day, as I said last week, is to honor and reflect upon those who gave the ultimate sacrifice to make this the greatest country on the face of the earth. Well, you're free to say what you want, no matter how much it makes somebody else's blood boil. Right? And so um, come out and remember those folks. Um, there's also an inclement weather guidance, although it does not appear to be necessary. Um, and we're also going to have a small ceremony at City Hall at 8.30 to transition the City Council parking spaces to the Veterans and Purple Hearts parking spaces. And I think that's a great thing the City Council did. So kudos to uh, Chair Beauregard and the rest who, who championed that. Um, and then the parade starts at 10. The route is listed on the City of Methuen website. Um, so come on out and join us. All right. Now with that, I'm going to take a deep breath. Um, I don't see any um, Joyce said, love the Ellie point today. Thank you, Joyce. Um, I'm going to, you know, Maggie, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the budget process. What I'd like you to do is discuss um, kind of in general terms for the residents. The budget process and what we've gone through to get ready for the workshops that happen here, and then we'll talk about the next few steps if you could. Sure. So um, I don't know if we want to put up um, that one pager about the budget. Um, before I get too involved, I just want to mention that the detailed budget report, the fiscal year 23 document, is available on the city's website. It's about 100 pages long. Um, but it is available in PDF uh, for you to check out. But we are currently in the throes of the fiscal year 23 budget. Um, our process internally has started months ago. Uh, what we, the way that it works is that department heads submit their requests for fiscal year 23's budget. Um, and then the mayor and I met with each department at least twice, if not three or four times, um, to go over the budget in detail, line by line, um, and then really um, pull the entire budget together based on those requests. Um, and so you'll see there in that chart that's up on the screen, that column that says fiscal year 23 department, um, that's the column that kind of came out of all of those department head um, requests. So you can see at the bottom there, we had about $7.5 million that we had to uh, whittle down from where we started from. Uh, and that's because revenues drive budgets. Uh, we only have so many revenue sources, and therefore we only have so much revenue. Um, and so that's where we have to start when we do the budget process. How much revenue are we projecting that we're going to be able to bring in next year? And then that really drives how much we can um, appropriate for the expenditure side of things. Um, so again, we started um, with with about a $7 million uh, amount that we had to go through. We, we made some difficult decisions. Uh, we'd love to get after absolutely everything that we could, but unfortunately, um, you know, you can't get after everything 
in one year. Um, we, but this budget does have some wonderful things in it, uh, moving the city forward, uh, progress for sure, um, and it's a balanced budget, revenues equal expenditures. So we were able to bring this forward to uh, the mayor and I and the department heads were able to bring this proposed budget forward to city council starting last night was our first budget workshop uh, where we had half of our department heads present their budgets. And tonight we're going to continue that process with the second half of the department heads, the mayor and myself as well, um, having those constructive conversations with the council where they have an opportunity to you know, ask some tough questions and, and really dig into uh, everybody's budget um, while, while we are going through this process. Okay, great. I had to come off mute there. Sorry. <laughs> so um, just a couple of questions. So what's the, you know, the, what's the number one overall driver in the uh, general fund budget, you know, so, so people. for the city? Yeah. So the number one driver in, in the municipal budget, and ours is no different, is uh, personal services and employee benefits. Uh, employing the people, uh, the amazing people that we have working in the cities and the school um, department, that's really where the majority of the costs go. Um, their salaries, their benefits, health insurance, et cetera. Um, that's the biggest budget driver that we have every year. Um, this year we were able to, in 22, We've been able to um, have the majority of our collective bargaining uh, unions, uh, our agreement settled. Um, so we're going into 23 with the majority of our contracts settled, which is great. Um, so we're able to budget for those COLA increases and step increases, et cetera. So that's really the biggest driver um, when, when you're looking at any of these budgets. We did have a few other things that are, are generally budget drivers. So um, our contributory retirement system, that's always a budget driver. Um, that's an assessment that we get from the retirement system that, that we pay for our retirees. Uh, the Student Opportunity Act is driving the education budget, so they had a big increase in Chapter 70 this year, and so you'll see a big increase in the education budget as well. Um, we also are, have uh, to account for the uh, massive increases that we're seeing right now in fuel. Um, so we're, we're trying to be diligent about balancing um, the potential for that to continue, those prices to continue. Um, and so you'll see increases on those lines as well due to what everybody's seeing at the pumps and um, is, is that massive increase that, that we're dealing with. Uh, and related supply costs as well. We're seeing increases for any, everything from um, you know, wood and sand and salt to paper um, and, and supplies of that nature. So, uh, you know, you're seeing some increases on, the, on those lines purely because of inflation. This is also um, the first year, uh, as everybody knows, we, we just did a big reorganization with our new police chief for the police department, which is wonderful that we're able to get into, in, into that. That started um, a portion of the way through 22, so what you'll see in 23 is really a full year um, of that reorganization, so that's driving that budget for the most part. Um, but overall, the biggest increase would be for uh, personal services. Yeah. And if you, if you um, so I appreciate that. If you take that and you look at the various departments across the city, the police department, the fire department, the schools, so where are the biggest hitters uh, on the city budget? So the school department makes up half of the city's budget. Uh, it's pretty much um, 
50%, right around there, 49, 50%. Um, so that's, that's a huge piece of, of the budget. Um, then police, fire, DPW, those are all uh, kind of the next three, not necessarily in that order, but they come in right around there. Um, they're the most, uh, they're our biggest departments uh, staff-wise um, and just so much going on in those departments. Um, so that's kind of where our top, you know, size-wise, uh, the costs are associated. Yep. And I, I want to point out, since you bring it up, uh, I want to use DPW as an example. If you look at the chart, reviews to read it because when it comes up, my, my tired old eyes, I can't read it, but I have the benefit of having a chart in front of me. When you look at DPW, uh, in FY22, mm-hmm. uh, Public Works was budgeted at 11 point Right. 11.8, yep. The came in requesting um, a little bit over 14 point, about 14.1 million, mm-hmm. which is a um, almost a $3 million increase. Right. Um, and this is the balancing act that we go into. So when the mayor and the capitalists sit with the department head, you know, you see that the budget that we've put before council that's balanced uh, is at 12.5 million. And uh, the point I want to make to the constituents is that's an attempt to balance the level of services required and that constituents expect with um, not putting excessive burden upon the taxpayer, right? Because like many of you, I'm a homeowner and taxpayer in the city of Bethune. Um, and, you know, the last two years, while we've been able to reduce the residential tax rate, the... Uh, the value of property has continued to soar. Mm-hmm. And the net effect of that is, quite frankly, more taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a difficult equation. So it's a balancing act, if you will, uh, to try to, um, you know, forestall uh, breaking the backs of the citizens, while at the same time providing the, um, the services that the citizens expect. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I point out, you know, um, the city for uh, almost the better part of the year was aggressively pursuing the pursuit, uh, the purchase of a Packer truck and had to settle for the purchase, uh, excuse me, the lease of one. Um, we're still pursuing the purchase of one. Um, but the idea is while residents want that, and residents want more frequent than eight week leaf and lawn pickups. Uh, that comes with an onus to staff it with additional heads internally. So that I just use that as an example of of the balancing act or the you know the desire to try to provide the best services at the most reasonable price from the city's perspective to the residents. So um, you know hopefully the residents can appreciate that. And I want to watch the time, Maggie, here because I know you've got to get to City Hall to be in the budget workshop. So I don't want to. Keep it too late. I want to see if there's uh, no questions from anybody on the budget workshop yet. So last night we did, um, and I point out that if you look at the legislative and executive, which is city council and the mayor, you actually see a decrease, I believe, in FY23. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to Maggie's point, you know, benefits and um, some of those other things, uh, health insurance is up 8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, year over year, that's you know what we provide to the employees. 
Um, so those are difficult categories that we've got to face. Um, but last night we went through the mayor. Um, we went through um, police. We went through fire. We went through um, economic and community development. And I'm going to stop there and talk about that for one minute. Uh, so economic and community development is clearly the department that I'd love to build upon. I think there's the potential for more. Um, but, you know, we, we can't do everything in one year. And so city council approved the reorg for the police department. That's eight additional heads that are going to be well worth it. Um, eight more heads on the street. Um, and, you know, the chief's got a great plan for that. But there's the cost, you know, of eight additional heads in the budget. So you see the police budget is up almost 900,000 year over year. Um, you know, so things like that are, are all that are part of the equation. And you, the citizen, should, should ask questions, say, why are we doing that and why not this? Um, uh, I do want to point out we went through the CAFO's budget and the accounting, and we've got uh, grant administrative positions, our administrative position in there. Mm -hmm. We kind of drive. So I say this candidly. I think all the departments, community development, fire, police, um, uh, conservation, have all done a far better job getting grants in the last two years. We are pulling more in health and inspections. You'll see that tonight. You know, they've done a great job increasing the number of grants coming into the city. Um, but from my perspective, you know, we as a business should be able to uh, provide you, the citizens of the council, with a listing at any time of all the grants that we've received and where we are on them. And that's um, because it's so, you know, disparate and done within each department, that's the purpose of this position. To look for additional grants, to kind of champion grants, the right grants to help, you know, those in the departments, and to make sure we execute them appropriately. And the second point I want to make is human resources presented last night, and the most significant increase, I would say, Maggie, in human resources is the training related. Correct. And... Uh, so this is something that, um, you know, me coming from a private industry background, um, I'm really shocked at the position the city's in, was in. Um, and a lot of our issues have, have generated because we had one and a half full-time human resource heads working on a $180 million business. And that's just not the way to run the business. So there's a lot of training, uh, harassment training, discrimination training, implicit bias training uh, that we've already made available to our employees. Um, there are other kinds of trainings. To me, quite frankly, for every job we have, if it requires a license or certification, we should have uh, a formula grid in HR that says to do this job, you need this level of certification. Um, and that's something the city hasn't done to this point, but that we're actively working on. And those trainings that you see the increase on are related to developing, um, you know, a learning management system and providing, uh, you know, you look at a department like DPW, um, the safety training that every employee should have in DPW, right? Uh, because they're getting in um, semi-hazardous positions almost every day, right? And so um, we've made uh, significant progress. I need to continue to make progress there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that is added cost expenditures. Uh, but I believe it's necessary to give you, the constituents, the right person and the right job with the right qualifications in each and every instance in the city. So uh, I'm going to take a deep breath here, Maggie, and say um, uh, other thoughts that you have in the budget work. So tonight, what do we have on the agenda, Maggie? Do you remember? Yep. So tonight we're going to be talking about the library, uh, veterans benefits, elder affairs, uh, city council, legal, we have our public schools, Methuen Public Schools, as well as the vocational schools, the two vocational schools, um, and then the Department of Public Works, along with solid waste and water sewer. Uh, information technology, uh, bonds and interest, and our retirement system. Right. And so that, that's a healthy, so that, that'll be a, another 1030 meeting tonight. I would encourage you, though, to tune in and watch it. Um, because this is the workshop, and then the schedule calls for what next week, Maggie? So next week on Tuesday, May 31st at 6 p.m., we're going to have public hearings at 6 and 6.15, um, and followed on the same night uh, at 6.30, there's going to be a special meeting, which is the first read of the, uh, the first formal read of the budget, uh, which may need to continue into the following night and to Wednesday night as well. Um, and then the following week, the second read of the budget is scheduled for Tuesday, June 7th at 6.30 p.m. Right. So um, you, the citizens, should ask questions. Ask questions of your counselors. Ask questions of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is extremely important. Um, there are very few budgets. I, I would say there are very few department budgets um, that I didn't end up cutting at all. Uh, I think, um, you know, if memory serves me correct, Maggie, I, I don't know that I cut veterans. Did I, I cut veterans at all? No, that's the one that stuck out for me no. as well. And uh, Nevin's Library was another one that I did cut, mm-hmm. right? But uh, I would tell you, you know, uh, candidly, the budget process is a very difficult process. It's intended to be a an informed discussion, not a pitch battle. And so the intent of the department heads getting up there is, for them to tell you, and I say this frankly, you know, and the department heads would tell you if they were here, you know, um, did the police chief ask for more than, than what the mayor and the capital gave him in the, the proposed FY23 budget? Yes, he did. But that's where uh, we have to do the right thing. And I, I am enthused at the performance of the capital, and I say this publicly, um, we've done a good job executing the budget that we're given. Um, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Maggie, and say we're going to finish FY22 in the black again, right? That's right. And and to me, um, that is extremely important because the citizens will understand that, you know, our, our fuel budget, quite frankly, and I'm going to say that, is shot to crap, right? We had to make all kinds of transfers to cover because we did not budget for $5 a gallon gas, right? But that's what's happened to you, the citizens, and that that also happens to the city because, you know, when we're out with the packet truck, we got to put gas in it, and when we're out, you know, uh, fixing a pothole, we got to put gas in the truck to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we estimated we would pay upper two something a gallon for gas was in the FY22 budget, 
we're actually experiencing the same prices that you folks are at the pump. And that's just one example. You know, Maggie, earlier you said copy paper, which is one of the more shocking things to me. Mm-hmm. The price of copy paper, in case the individuals don't know, has almost doubled. Right. Um, and we are pursuing a grant with the state um, to um, minimize the amount of paper we do. You know, that's another difference I see coming from private industry to municipal government is there's a lot more paper. And so we're, um, we're trying to do some digital archiving, some scanning and archiving, and we're pursuing some grants to, to fund that so that it does not come from you know, the residents off the back of the residents. That's an important point that would save us not only storage fees on the paper that we've had, uh, but the cost of copy paper, which has gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, in this year's budget, is increases for fuel, oil, gas, wood, to Maggie's point. Um, and all of that, you know, as I've said, is a balancing act. So I'm going to stop for a minute here and see, Maggie, if there's anything you want to add. Um, just, just to you know, piggyback on what you just said, we had so many great, we we have so many great plans um, and ideas and things to move the city forward. Um, we really, with you know, are only able to get after so much uh, in one year because of the revenues and and what we have as a uh, what we have allowable for those expenses. So. Um, I just remind everyone again that if you want to take a look at the budget, um, there's a 100-page document on our website that goes into, it has that summary report that we provided, but also has uh, many, many detailed revenues, expenditures, um, staffing information, and things of that nature. So um, I, it's out there. If you have questions, please feel free to ask us, um, and hopefully we can have another constructive uh, meeting tonight at City Council. Yeah, and I look forward to that. And I, and I want to, you know, encourage the people who watch this, you know, it's okay to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the things that we sometimes lose sight of, and, and I'll take a little bit of blame too, because I get a little hot under the call occasionally, is things tend to become adversarial, right? Uh, and I think the important thing for the citizens to understand is but we're, we're trying to move the city forward. And I say this, I've got no ulterior motive um, my next stop after mayor is full retirement city. And so I want to just leave this city in better shape than when I came in. I think we've made progress towards that end, and I give credit to the council. I give a huge amount of credit to the CAFO. Um, uh, I, you know, I appreciate all the guidance that John Cronin has provided us from a fiscal oversight perspective. Um, I'm excited about the $49 million of opera projects that we're about to do. Most of them are water and sewer infrastructure related, mm-hmm. and those projects are also listed on our website that the city council selected. Um, but this is all to benefit you, the constituents, right? So um, you have an active voice. We want to hear what you think is important. If you have questions about any line item in the budget, feel free to talk to the counselor. Feel free to email the CAFO or email me, the mayor, and we're happy to talk to you about it. Um, like I said, this is not an easy process. Um, I think Maggie summed it up brilliantly. You know, the department heads all have uh, desires to do 
outstanding things for the city. And how much we can do in a given year has to be balanced with what we're able to do from a revenue you know, projected. Correct. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to continue the discussion with the council tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to you know, the public hearing next week and hopefully many of you will make it out. I, my intent is to be there in person Tuesday and Wednesday night next week um, and listen to what you say um, and just try to continue moving the city forward. I think the results speak for themselves and I appreciate the diligence with you. The citizens have paid your, your excise taxes, your real estate taxes, even during the pandemic. I know it hasn't been easy, um, but I think we, we, we put the city on a positive financial track and we hope to keep that going forward. So I'm going to look and see if there's any questions before we wrap up, because uh, I want Maggie to be able to get to City Hall. Mm-hmm. She has five minutes to drive there by my calculation. So we're going to cut the show a little early today, Carol Ann, uh, to allow Maggie to get to the budget workshop. I have 553 on my phone. That gives her seven minutes to drive like Batman to City Hall. <laughs> um, but again, uh, remember the most important point of this. The budget is listed out there. You should review it line by line and ask questions about each and every line item, right? And pay attention to the questions the councils are asking, um, you know, because they're all part of shaping this city going forward and what we want to do. So uh, I thank you for the time to go through this. Um, I remind you to to take advantage of Save Methuen Week. It runs through Friday. I ran through the deals today. Uh, we've got backbone of our community participating in it um, and doing some really great things. And we hope you get out and get into these restaurants and let them know that you're, you're there to enjoy Restaurant Week. Maggie, to you, I say thank you for all your hard work on the budget process. Thank you for all your hard work the last two and a half years with me. Thank you. Um, I think we've shown that we can execute to a budget, and I'm, I'm beyond delighted we're going to finish FY22 in the black with all the challenges that we've had to face um, with the rising costs. So okay. kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. All right. All right. So, Carol, that's it. Uh, we'll sign off here.